In today's episode, I begin the show with a quote by Demi Lovato on seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Next, I express my admiration for all of you who keep going and preparing during this pandemic. As we dive into the post-dental interview material, I first talk about thank you letters and emails. After that, I touch on the importance of keeping your options open when deciding which schools to commit to. Finally, the last part of our episode, I talk about something you definitely won't want to miss. I give away my biggest secret that helped me, a 3.2 GPA student, land a seat at my top dental school of choice, the school of my dreams, and one that has been ranked top 25 in the world by Dentistry Today. I hope you enjoy, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Re.Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I am laying my journey of getting accepted into dental school all out on the table so you can get in as well. Please make sure to follow this podcast for updates on Instagram at read.dentistry underscore podcast or on Facebook by giving the read.dentistry underscore pre-dental podcast page a like. Now stay tuned for episode 24 where I tell you everything you need to know about what to do after your dental school interview. Demi Lovato once said, no matter what you're going through, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I really love that today's quote is from Demi Lovato. Demi knows a lot about bouncing back from adversity. Right now, I'm sure each one of us are facing a lot of adversity. No matter how small or how big the obstacles are in front of us, we must keep the perspective that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Whether it be navigating your way into dental school or having the mental slash emotional strength to make it through this difficult time the coronavirus has caused, may we feel in our hearts that the struggle is only temporary, but the reward can last forever. We just need to stay on the path and keep walking towards that light. Hey everyone, I feel like it's been too long already since the last podcast on Thursday. These days, there's so much changing every day with constant headlines and breaking news, but one thing remains constant, and that's our pre-dental community. You guys are amazing, and I've really been impressed by all of you who continue to keep studying and preparing for dental school, despite all the immediate obstacles in your way. Know that when you make it through this, you will be able to make it through anything. And I'm not just talking about as a dentist, but personally in your own lives. I know you all have many goals outside of dentistry. Use the lessons you are learning now to accomplish those goals. I'm very thankful for the kindness of those of you who continue to reach out to me and support me. It means so much to hear that this podcast is helping out. So please continue to feel free to reach out to me. I can personally answer your questions and guarantee I will get back to you as soon as possible. Also, and as always, I'd really appreciate it if you could give this podcast a review and share it with a friend. And if you are wanting to reach out, just know that you can do so by sending me a DM on Instagram or Facebook, and you can always email me at jordanreed394 at gmail.com. Okay, so now let's dive into today's material. I first wanted to start out today by talking about thank you letters or emails, and so What I mean by this is after the dental school interview, typically students request or are given 
information about contact info from their interviewers. And at that point, you have the option to either write a letter or an email. So I'm going to talk a little bit about which one I think you should do or, or the format and the methods by which I went about that. So first, I already talked about this and why I don't really like thank you letters or emails. I talked about this in a previous episode. And the reason I don't really like this part is because I feel like it's one of those things that we just end up doing to uh, check off the list. And that takes a little bit away from the sincerity. And I feel like there's just like a lot of natural pressure to do something that I feel like should be more genuine. Like, I don't like being forced to tell people thank you because I would probably do it anyway, if that makes any sense. And then you're kind of like in this guessing game of, okay, is my letter or email going to do me more harm or good? Like, if I send this, am I going to annoy the person? Or if I don't send this, is that going to be a turnoff? So it really leaves you in a tough spot. So I'm going to try to give my best advice as to how I think you can approach this with caution and not come off as overbearing, but also put yourself in a position where you won't be regretful and, you know, like be regretful in a way that, oh, if I would have sent that email or that letter, maybe that would have um, increased my chances of getting in. Like maybe that's the reason after everything that I've done that I didn't get in. And I don't want you guys ever thinking that way because that would be depressing. (laughs) So um, what I did actually, and this was, this came off of an advice of some advice that I got on a YouTube video that I just came across one day. And what she was saying is that what she would do after her dental school interviews, she would immediately write down the information of the dental school. So typically like the address will go to the admissions officer, like the sec, not officer, but the admissions manager, typically the person who's going to be sending you an invitation about the interview and keeping in contact with you about all the information that you need and she'd write down the address and then she would just write some things that she liked about the school the name of her interviewers and all the things that you know you might forget soon thereafter and she brought with her postcards and I actually applied that same approach with the postcards because the postcards can be unique to you it'll help them remember you know maybe where you're from for me at a lot of my interviews, it was unique being from Pittsburgh. I was the only one from Pittsburgh. So obviously that maybe that would help them kind of, you know, like rekindle the memory that they had of me. I think that's a pretty cool and unique creative way to go about that, that could make you stand out. But then she would actually just drop them in the post box, uh, sorry, post office, not post office box. Why can't I think of the word mailbox? She would drop them in the mailbox, probably on campus. And then obviously would be delivered either that day or the next day. And for me, I didn't do it like that immediate, but I would send it in the mail shortly after returning. So it was there within a few days or definitely that week. So I definitely would suggest that. And the postcard, it kind of comes off as, um, and this, this is just my opinion, but I think the postcard is pretty neutral and you're sending it, you know, and very generally speaking, so you're not really going to annoy anybody. And I don't think that the admissions manager or the, you know, the secretary, whoever it is, you know, they're used to it, getting all those things. So I think it's a pretty 
um, safe and conservative approach. And I, I really do believe in being a little bit more conservative in this area. Typically, I'm always going to encourage you guys to be aggressive and chase after what it is that you want. But in this situation, just keep in mind that there's thousands and thousands of people applying to school. They're very busy and stressed out. And the most important thing for them is deciding who they want to accept. So I don't, I can't imagine that anybody would want to be too tied down and overwhelmed by long emails or long letters or, or whatever. But I definitely think it is a nice gesture. And I don't think it's something that truly would hurt you anyways. But Anyways, I, I know that a lot of people have questions and concerns about this. So that's why I'm trying to address it uh, or address this issue, not issue, but this part of the process um, just from my own perspective. And maybe that will help you form your own view. And it's totally okay if you don't agree with me. Like, I know that there's a lot of people who feel one way or the other. And I honestly don't know who's right. Um, but like I said, I, uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, so I actually got some really cool postcards that had a, you know, had an own, their own Pittsburgh flavor to them. And I bought like, I don't know, 10 to 20 and not that I ended up using all of them, but I used, I sent them to most of the dental schools. I didn't send them to Pitt because, you know, um, we were already in Pittsburgh. So, uh, but I did send, uh, an email to, the you know both the admissions manager and 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 I'll talk about this here in a little bit but I sent them to my interviewers and I'll tell you how I got that contact info and I just want to tell you something that you should say um, or you know what you should include in your thank you letter or your thank you email and I always want to let you know that um, this is based on my opinion so this is my uh, I just want to give you a disclaimer that. This is my personal opinion, but I think that you should keep these letters or emails pretty short and simple. I know that some people write really long emails or letters, and like I already alluded to, I don't think that this is a good strategy simply because the people who are interviewing you who could be alums, so it's not like they, they might not even really work for the dental school, or if they do work for the dental school and they're in this process of trying to put together a class, you know, the next dental school class, they are very busy. They have a lot to do. You know, we live in 2020. It's a little bit of different times from 30 years ago. No offense to our parents, but I know personally for me, I get really annoyed when I'm on my phone and there's like a delay for one or two seconds. So <laughs> I know that I probably wouldn't really want to read a long dragged out thank you letter and also keep in mind that I really enjoy reading um, you know like responding to your emails even if they are long because you're trying to um, you know figure out the process so I'm always really willing to help out but I feel like if I was in their shoes and somebody was just writing a long email or a long thank you letter it would kind of come off more as like, okay, they're just going through, you know, it's just like all the other people who are doing the same thing. I think you can accomplish what you want to accomplish by keeping it short and sweet. And this way, it's like you are showing interest and you're showing that you care and you're not taking up too much of their times. It really shouldn't take you um, super long and it shouldn't be too drug out as to how you can say thank you. Um, I think short and sweet is often more effective, but that's just my personal opinion. Like you could totally disagree because I know a lot of people might tell you that it would be good to 
remind them more of who you are. And so I, I agree with they need to know who you are. That's why I went the postcard approach. But they might tell you things like talk about things that um, were brought up in the interview, make maybe a specific question that you had. And so and maybe that is good advice. I didn't really follow it, but <clears throat> I know I could be wrong. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm pretty sure. Sorry, I'm going through my outline here. I just got a little bit out of place. I'm trying to see what else I want to talk about in terms of these thank you letters or emails. Oh, yeah, I wanted to show you guys a little bit about what my thank you email or letter looked like. And I didn't... Okay, so my letter was just a postcard, and that was sent very generally. That was typically sent, if I was sending the postcard, it was to the admissions office. So it would probably go to the admissions manager, and then obviously they're going to do their job and relay it to whomever necessary and, you know, maybe if it really stands out, they'll show it to your interviewers or the dean or you just never know. So what mine typically look like, the format, I'd be like, dear so-and-so, um, thank you so much for your time. Um, I was really impressed by your school. And then I'd possibly mention something that you learned or enjoyed. And I pretty much just left it there um, and then said, you know, sincerely or best regards, Jordan Lundquist. And maybe or maybe not, they'll respond. I wouldn't get too caught up on this because like I said, they're very busy. I think maybe I had one reply to an email and that was okay. And the reply that I got was from a school that I haven't even been accepted to yet. I'm still on their waiting list. So I really wouldn't place, I wouldn't really let this part stress you out too much, but I understand that it can be stressful because it's kind of a guessing game. But I think you'll be fine if you just stick to being short and sweet and actually i know that there's some schools i didn't interview at any schools like this but some of them some of them will tell you to avoid writing thank yous all together so that would make it really easy wouldn't it <laughs> um but some some people actually might be expecting it because i know that some interviewers they actually give out their contact info so obviously they're used to students writing them an email and um actually my last interview with pitt I didn't get the contact info from those who I interviewed with, but I, or I didn't get the, get it from them personally, but I was able to extract that info from somebody else who got their card because I noticed that they interviewed with the same person. And I know at a few schools too, the admissions manager actually just gave you that contact info anyways, because it is highly requested. So if you do send an email or a letter obviously, you know, don't feel like you messed up because I know that I said that, you know, you might run the risk of annoying them, but it's not, it, it's really not going to hurt your chances of getting in. Probably the thank yous aren't really going to help you get in anyways, but it's just that outside chance that maybe it will, or maybe it won't. Um, but that's why I think that the best thing to do is to keep it short and sweet. And when should you send it? I think that you should do it as soon as possible and that's for obvious reasons i mean if you wait a few weeks at that point they will have already interviewed a lot of people after you so they might not remember you as well and so it'll be more meaningful to them if they know the person who's sending the thank you and just um make sure that when you are sending it that you are being genuine and it's not going to come off as fake Next, I want to move into the importance of keeping your options open. So obviously, after your interviews, at some point, the schools are going to get back to you, and hopefully they're going to offer you a seat. And if you get 
selected into multiple schools, you're going to have to make a choice. But you can make this choice beforehand. You can already have in mind, okay, if I get accepted to this school, I'm definitely going to go there. But maybe if there's a school that you want to go to more over the other, it, there's a chance that school will get back to you later after you've already been admitted or after you've already been admitted into, into another dental school. So that's why it's important to kind of go back and realize, okay, what was the number one school I wanted to go to? Because maybe you'll be in my situation where you already matriculated into a school. And at that point, it might be hard to commit to your top school because of the money, but just keep things in perspective and be like, no, this was my top school. So unfortunately, I have to withdraw my matriculation and lose my money but I'm ending up where I wanted to end up. And I think this is so important because you have put a lot of time and effort into your dental school journey. You've invested a lot in yourself. So reward yourself based on what you have earned and go to the school that you truly want to go to. And that's why you should make this decision beforehand so you're not doing, so your decision isn't influenced by, um, I guess the situation or by emotion i don't know i just really think that it's good to know yourself beforehand and know that if you get accepted to, to a certain school that's your top school because most likely that's where you're going to be happiest because that's where you wanted to go so like i said you might feel committed towards one school and then all of a sudden receive an offer from another um interview or oh sorry actually what i wanted to say here is you might already feel committed to one school and then you'll receive another offer or an invitation to interview with another school so this could keep your options open even more because and realize too you'll have to wait longer and there definitely is a chance too that and this is why you go to your interviews is that you might find that you thought you wanted to go to a certain school that was your top choice but you learn that wow like that interview experience was so positive that all of a sudden you have a new number one and so that's why i feel like you should always keep your options open more opportunities might present themselves even post interview because like i said there's a lot of interviews that are conducted before december and after december and i mentioned that in a previous episode um and i just think keeping your options open is the best thing that you can possibly do because then it's going to increase your odds of just being in a better situation the first week of december is typically when you will hear back and I've talked about this before. That's if you interview for dental school before December 1st. So typically it's December, it is December 1st, but I think in my situation, it was like December 2nd or 3rd fell on a Monday. So the weekend could have been December 1st and 2nd. So obviously I wasn't going to hear back that day. And I will tell you that that first weekday of December or decision day, when most schools start getting back to you, when they're legally allowed to tell you if you've been admitted, it is um, a very anxiety-filled day, but you are far from not being accepted into dental school, um, into the dental school that you want to go to if you haven't um, been offered an admission at that point. Sorry, I think I had a lot of double negatives. So what I want to say is if you don't get into the school of your choice on December 1st, December 2nd or 3rd, don't freak out. It's far from over. There's still um, a very good chance that you could get in. There's still... Um, you know, a lot that you can do to improve your odds. And there's going to be a lot of movement. In my opinion, this day is extremely overrated because there's so much movement. Don't freak out too much. Um, 
just realized a lot of people get offers and there's even a lot of people who receive those offers like myself they matriculate and they go back on that because they end up getting another offer and obviously they back out because the new offer they got is a school that they would rather go to i matriculated into two schools already but i'm going to the third offer that i received because it's my top choice which is pit so if i get an offer from buffalo or nebraska um, I'm not going to go there. Actually, ugh, I've been procrastinating this a little bit, but I need to contact them and tell them to remove my name from the list. So yeah, I procrastinate a little bit too much, but I do have a list of priorities and I have a lot going on and um, sorry to them. But uh, yeah, this week for sure, I promise you, I will let you know I'm not going to your school. So you can pick somebody else off the waiting list if need be. Um, but also what I want to talk about is when you're trying to choose between schools. And um, I think it would be necessary to do a whole episode dedicated towards this about choosing between schools. So I'm not going to get in, going to get into this too much. But just from the surface, I would um, compare your schools and make a choice even if you haven't been admitted yet. Um, and this is so, you know, you can kind of know of your decision later, like I already talked about, uh, the decision that you'll make. Um, and, and a way of comparing is, you know, run the numbers. I really do think cost is extremely important because you always want to make smart investments. You know, how long are you going to have to work before you would pay off that school? Because I'm telling you guys, I was going to go to Midwestern Illinois, which was honestly probably going to run me over $500,000, half a million dollars. That sounds like a lot, which it is. And at Pitt, I think I'll leave with like two hundred. dollars $50,000 worth of debt. So that's almost like half off. And a lot of that is because, you know, my wife works for the University of Pittsburgh. So I do get a little bit of a discount, but it's also cheaper. Um, I'm in-state, I'm local. So all those things do add up and it makes a huge difference. And $250,000 worth of debt is a huge difference in the end because remember that these loans run on interest. So it's not just that blank number that you have to, or, you know, that straightforward number that you have to pay back it's going to increase. I had a lady at Lecom that said for each dollar you borrow, you owe $3 back. So imagine if you owed $500,000 and you did the full like 20 year or 30 year repayment, you might be paying back $1.5 million for dental school. And that is absurd. So if you can keep your price down, and if you go to a school like Midwestern Illinois, um, you know, weigh your options. There are scholarships to apply to. You could use the military. There's other programs. Um, so you know, that it's a little bit of a different situation if you're going to that expensive a school and maybe money's not an issue for you. So don't freak out too much. The most important thing is to get into school. So I thought at one point Midwestern Illinois was going to be my only option. I was committed to going there because I wanted to become a dentist. And I really did think that that was a good school. But yeah, the cost was a little bit too much. So that makes the decision even easier. But it wasn't my top school of choice anyways. It was Pitt. And so, I mean, for me, it was really easy because I knew that's where I wanted to go. But um, also ask yourself when comparing which school will make me a better dentist. Um, you know, maybe you want to consider the location. And um, I'll, yeah, like I said, I'll do a separate episode on this in the future. But yeah, those those things will really help you on deciding what, what is the school 
of um, of your choice. You know, which school would I go to over the other if admitted to both? And, you know, unfortunately, that might cause you to lose some money if depending on the timing of things, because you may have already committed and then you'll have to withdraw and then go to the other one. But in the end, it, you know, it might cost you like even to, for me, I think I'm going to lose out on a total of like a little over 2000 because of withdrawing my matriculations. But that's nothing in the long run, especially because Pitt's going to save me money anyways. <laughs> so immediately it seems like I'm losing, but in the long run, I'm actually um, saving money. So now I'm going to wrap up our show today by talking about the most vital post-interview strategy to get accepted into your top school. But before I give away the secret, please allow me to take a minute to just thank the sponsor of our show, which is Anchor. All right, just please allow me to share my story because I think this is really going to help out um, for all of you who really have your eyes set on a certain school, the school that you really want to go to. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my story of how I got into Pitt, which is, which is slash was, however I want to say that, the school of my dreams. So back in 2011, I was a senior in high school. That's when I applied to Pitt. And to my disappointment, I was rejected. And it was a devastating day because I always loved Pitt, you know, watching their sports. I always wanted to go there. It was my dream. And it crushed me. And at first, you know, I felt a little bit resentful. But what I realized was Pitt was still my identity. And I still continued to support the school despite being rejected. And that's kind of a hard thing to do, but I just stayed true to who I was and, um, you know, kept watching the football game, basketball, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, I ended up going to Penn State Altoona for a year. I went on uh, on church mission, on a church mission trip, however you want to say that, to Brazil for two years. So it was a proselyting mission. Upon returning from Brazil, in 2015, I went to BYU-Idaho, which is a church school affiliated with my religion, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I graduated from there, and um, my graduation was technically 2019, but I finished up my schooling out there in December of 2018. Then I had an internship here in Pennsylvania, close to Pittsburgh. I live in Pittsburgh now, but um, my internship was in Ligonier, where I grew up, and Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Latrobe, Pennsylvania is where Mr. Rogers is from, and also Arnold Palmer, if you're familiar with golf. And, uh, sorry, I just lost <laughs> where I was at. How embarrassing. But, um, yeah, sorry. So I returned back from there, um, or I, returned, I graduated from school, did my internship in Latrobe and Ligonier, and then I began the process of applying to dental school upon taking the DAT in April. Um, we moved here, my wife and I and my son, my dog, uh, we moved to Pittsburgh in May because she works for the University of Pittsburgh as a veterinarian technician. She's in the research department and she works in cardiac research for, um, you know, they, they work with pigs and they do great cardiac research. Um, that's helping with, uh, you know, medicine for, sorry, I'm not saying this very well, but yeah, it's helping to discover medicine and treatment for those who have underlying heart conditions. And, uh, you know, that's when the application, around the time the application 
opened in June. And, you know, I was looking at it and it was very tempting not to apply to Pitt. And here's why. Because I was so caught up in what teachers said and about GPA and I knew that I had a lower GPA and Pitt had strict requirements. They are, they are definitely an academic school. They take pride in, um, you know, the fact that a lot of their students who are admitted have a higher GPA or a high DAT score. And I actually did pretty well in my DAT score. I felt confident in that. But one of my, you know, my science GPA was a little bit too low to the point where I actually had to write an appeal. So imagine being in my shoes. I'd already been accepted or I'd already been rejected by Pitt earlier in life. And now here I was trying to apply to their dental school, which has been ranked, you know, pretty high nationally and internationally. And so I was like, yeah, I probably don't have much of a chance, but you know what? Hey, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, the worst thing I can do is try and get rejected. And that means that I have to write this appeal and tell them, you know, why I got this C in organic chemistry and why my science GPA was a little bit too low. And I felt like I wrote a really good appeal. And maybe sometime I'll actually share that appeal. I'll, I'll share with you guys kind of like my perspective, my view on why I didn't really think that was going to be something that was going to make it so I wouldn't be as successful in dental school. I actually had the confidence that I would be one of the most successful because of the things that I've learned in my work ethic. Because even though my GPA has never really been super outstanding, I've never been a straight A student, I've never really struggled either to pass courses and learn the information, which I think is most important. So I went ahead, I wrote that appeal, and to my surprise, and I say it to my surprise because Pitt was the last school that got back to me. I'd already interviewed with four other schools. I was at my fourth interview in Bradenton. Um, actually, I had just arrived at the Orlando airport, and I got a call from the admissions manager at Pitt, and we started talking about my resume, and pretty much he alluded to the fact that shortly I would receive an interview um, invitation, or at least I, I had a good hunch that I would receive an interview invitation Um to go to Pitt and they had two more interview days left post December and January. I got one of those spots. I interviewed, the interview went well and eventually they got back to me, but I got put on the wait list. And so I was like, okay, here we go again. Like, I don't know where I rank on the wait list. And then eventually, um, just maybe two weeks ago, I, you know, we had already committed to LECOM. Our money was in, been doing my physicals, all the, you know, medical treatments, the, the titers, the hep B titers, like drug test, everything, like ready to go to LECOM. And, you know, the coronavirus thing, we don't have as much income coming in. Then all of a sudden, hey, you've been accepted to Pitt, by the way, $2,000 matriculation fee. And I was like, yeah, I should have been so much happier, but I was thinking so much about the money. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. And the guy's like, so do you accept? And I was like, yeah, but I, I think he's probably expecting me to be happier because I'd been so resilient. I'd been so, um, I'd, I'd reaffirm my interest so much. And I'm going to talk about this here in a little bit so you guys can get in as well because this is the reason that I got accepted into Pitt because he knew how interested I was, how much I wanted to stay and how much excitement and enthusiasm I had. And so, yeah, obviously I ended up accepting, but because of what's currently going on without having income, $2,000 was a lot to come up with. And, you know, we were pretty excited that we'd be in Florida on the Gulf Coast, not too far away from the beaches and not too far away from Disney and all those things. So we were kind of in that mindset, but it didn't take long to be like, hey, like, yeah, this has been my dream. Pitt's an amazing school. We love Pittsburgh and we're super excited. So that's my story. And what, what I'm going to tell you that I think is most relevant 
um, for you guys and the biggest secret that I have that you can apply, um, you know, draw off the principles that got me a spot at Pittsburgh. And obviously your top school probably isn't Pittsburgh, but it, it might be a different school depending on where you're from. I know that there's a lot of listeners from from Texas and uh I I would hope that I actually I don't know I'd be interested to know what schools that you all from Texas would like to go to. What are some of your favorite schools, or what are some of the best dental schools in Texas? I'm I'm not really sure how many there are because I know that a lot of the Texas schools I wasn't even eligible to apply for because I wasn't from Texas. Um, I just mentioned Texas because I I've noticed that we have a lot of listeners from Houston it seems, um, so that's really cool. So shout out to all of you in Texas, and I'll give more shout outs to. Um, because I'm able to see where all of you are from. So I'll give more shout outs later, but today is Texas. So how's it going, Houston? Anyways, um, if it's your favorite school, so here's the secret. If it's your favorite school, send a letter slash email to the admissions manager. This is where, or the secretary, this is where you let them know they are your favorite school. This is key. And you could send that email like before the interview, even like if you haven't gotten an interview yet invitation, because that's what I did actually. Um, this is key. I always thought there was some type of ranking system you submit to all the schools, um, but there isn't. And I meant like ranking system. I always thought that um, you submit to the schools across the board, like, oh, here's my top choice and like one through five. And then they see that. And like, I remember sometimes I'd receive, I'd receive advice like, hey, like if it's the school that you want to go to, like you make sure that they know you're not their top, which I, I didn't really understand that. So I'm not going to get into that, but they find out if they are your top choice through your word. And I truly believe this is a huge factor in being accepted after the interview. Dental school wants students who want them. Nobody wants to waste time. People, if you commit, and so, I mean, I'm kind of a hypocrite, right? Because I matriculated into Midwestern Illinois and LECOM. But, you know, I didn't know I'd be accepted into my top dental school. So my top dental school of choice. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it, it really means a lot to dental schools when you have taken the time, done your homework, you've invested, you're excited to go there because obviously you want students um, who are going to be excited to come to your school. And so that just makes sense. It's going to create a better environment. You're, they're going to get more out of you. You're going to get more out of the experience. If it's truly somewhere where you see yourself, where you're going to be happy. So I want to give you advice on some of the things that, um, on, on some of the things that I think you should say in these emails or just, um, you know, just in these exchanges of communication that you are, um, you know, that you're keeping up with um, consistently to reaffirm your interest. And so don't be afraid to show emotion. Um, ask and answer these questions personally about why you want to go to that dental school so much. So here's some of the questions that I think that you should ask yourself and answer, and then that I believe that you should not be afraid to share with them. I think that this would really help so that they can see that this is truly a school that you want to go to. So what is it about the dental schools that far outweighs all the others? And don't bring up the cost. <laughs> That's one of the things, even, you know, in job interviews, it's like, don't ever start off with like, oh, the money. Yeah, because everybody's concerned about money. Um, so it's not going to really make you unique. Um, is it that you already live in the area? So this is the second question that you might want to ask yourself and answer. Is it that you already live in the area and want to be close to family or friends? Third, is it the school of your dreams? Fourth, did you really love the staff there? Four, five? Man, I can't count. I think this is five. <laughs> Did you love the environment slash culture? 
do you truly believe, so number six, do you truly believe this school will help you become an amazing dentist? And number seven, did the school offer the best experiences or opportunities to serve? So answer these questions and again, share your responses with whomever you are writing to or emailing. In this case, I would suggest email. Um, I guarantee this will be appreciated and help the dental schools in their selection process. And honestly, just be persistent, but not too annoying. Don't email them every day. Every few weeks or so is fine, but you definitely need to reaffirm your interest. And let me tell you, I followed this model. I and this is just my own personal model that I found out from personal experience. You know, I poured out my heart. I told them why I wanted to go to Pitt. I showed confidence in saying, I know I'll succeed here. And guess what? Whenever I got my letter of acceptance, the admissions manager, he legitimately told me that it was evident that you wanted to come here. And pretty much they were impressed with my enthusiasm. And they knew that it was a school that I wanted to go to. So it made sense for them to accept me. I think when I got put on the waiting list, that weighed huge and being ranked towards the top of the waiting list. So when somebody decided, A, either not to matriculate or B, they withdrew the matriculation, I was offered a spot. And so that's my best advice for all of you. If you want to go somewhere, you go for it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Don't even let that school's prerequisites keep you from applying because I wrote an appeal and they thought my appeal was legit enough to the point to interview me and then accept me. So it's definitely possible. Okay, on Thursday, I want to switch gears a little bit and start getting into more heart-to-heart material on what it takes to get into dental school. I think that this material is going to start being more applicable towards everybody. So I know a lot of the, the episodes that I've been going over lately have been designed and crafted towards those of you who are applying immediately. And I think that's been important because June is slowly approaching and you're going to start applying. So I wanted to get a lot of this material out to all of you, but now I want to start talking about things that will still apply to you. And maybe those of you who are a little bit, um, you know, and more towards the beginning of the process or in the middle of applying to dental school, I'm going to start off by doing a complete episode on balancing your personal and academic life. And that'll be on Thursday. So start thinking about some questions you might personally want answered. And always feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. And you can email me at jordanreed394 at gmail.com. You know, send over your questions. I'll try to get them answered for Thursday. And that wraps it up for today. Thank you as always for joining me. Any of you can always feel free to contact me on Facebook or Instagram. Tell me what you like about the podcast and some improvements you'd like to see so this show can be more beneficial for all of us. Also, if you're enjoying what you are hearing, please do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast by hitting the subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening from so you can receive the latest updates. And please take just a minute of your time to leave this podcast to review. This will help tremendously in keeping this podcast going. Also, please share this podcast with someone else who you think could benefit from it. Until next time, peace.